NetCredit is here to say yes, because you're more than a credit score. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partners. NetCredit. Credit to the people. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Welcome to True Crime Garage. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nick, and with me, as always, is a man that knows that there is no way that we can compete with the Kelsey Brothers podcast over the next two weeks. Here is the captain. But would definitely give them a run for their money in a football match. It's good to be seen and good to see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. This week, we are very excited to be featuring Green City by the good folks over at Other Half Brewing Company. Green City is a double dry hopped India pale ale. This is a delicious IPA hopped with Citra, Centennial, and Simcoe hops, ABV 7%, garage grade 4 out of 5 bottle caps. Captain, go ahead and give out a cheers to some of our good friends. And a big we like your jib to Suzanne the Great from Sunderland, Maryland. And next we have a beautiful batch of garage listeners all hailing from Sterling, Illinois. Here's a triple cheers to Michelle, Gretchen, and Emily. Everyone we just mentioned went to truecrimegarage.com and helped us out with this week's beer fund. And for that, We thank you. Yeah, we thank you. We cheers you. B-W-E-R-R-U-N, beer run. You want to support the show and get something in return? Go check out truecrimegarage.com and click on the store page and pick you up some swag. And Colonel, that's enough of the business. All right, everybody, gather around, grab a chair, grab a beer. Let's talk some true crime. There will be no end, said Dorothy Layton. 37-year-old wife, mother, and business owner, Gaitha Bowman, went missing on February 15, 1993. That year, February 15, was a Monday and a busy one for Gaitha. There was a lot going on that day. It is fairly easy 
to narrow down when Gaitha was last seen to probably a window of just a few hours. However, due to the untruthfulness of several individuals at the very center of this case, it has been nearly impossible to know the exact hour that Gaitha was last seen, and more importantly, by who. Gaitha was well-liked and adored by many. She was smart, she was a natural beauty, and she loved being a mother. Gaitha owned Permedica, an up-and-coming company that provided health care to those confined to their homes. Joe Valerio, who worked with Gaitha for over two years, said Gaitha was an inspiration to his career choices. Quote, she had a heart as big as all outdoors. One of the saddest aspects to this case is that Gaitha was so well-liked by everyone, but when it comes down to getting some form of justice for this lady, some of those closest to Gaitha chose to protect themselves rather than help a friend or even a loved one. In 1999, Dorothy Layton, Gaitha's mother, told the News Journal, quote, I know with other people, like in a traffic accident or something, there's an end. And this one, there won't be an end. I say nay. It's been a long time coming and way overdue. But it is time for those to come forward, especially the ones who knew her the best, to come forward and come together and tell the truth about what happened to Gaitha Bowman. This is True Crime Garage. Gaitha Bowman was a well-liked and well-known business owner. She and her second husband, Gary Bowman, owned and operated Premedica Healthcare, which is described as a diversified medical supply business and a nationwide provider of healthcare services and products, offering free delivery, free home evaluation, and no charge for respiratory therapy consultation. The company's products include wheelchairs, oxygen, bedside items, dressings, pumps, respiratory care, and more. Premedica also offers furniture, examining tables, and scales for doctor's offices as well as uniforms. Gaitha Bowman is listed as the president of the company. Now, we say here, Captain, that Gaitha and her husband, Gary Bowman, owned this business. However, it's clear that this was Gaitha's business. Gary worked elsewhere. He had other jobs. He would come in and help from time to time, but he was not a healthcare professional. Gaitha was the healthcare professional and she was the president of Premedica, but she was also the official owner operator of this business. Yeah. Sometimes they put the husband or the spouse of the individual on the business so they can get a better business loan. Correct. My guess here, Captain, is that we have both names on the business simply for the purposes of the banks. 
This business was a success. And you can hear there what they are offering. They're offering a wide range of products to their potential customers. Plus, they offer a wide area of coverage for their customers. They provide service to residents of Mansfield, Mount Vernon, Belleville, Mount Galena, and Upper Sandusky, Ohio. So a wide coverage area that they are supplying these medical supplies to their customers. And as you can hear, you get a lot of bang for your buck if you are dealing with Premedica. They offer all of these free services to go along with you purchasing supplies from them. So the business was a success and it was a growing business. And in fact, life in general was or seemed to be a success for Gaitha and Gary Bowman. Now, Gary was Gaitha's second husband. The two had a daughter together. Her name is Christina. Now, where our story picks up, Christina is still rather young. She is three years old, getting close to turning four. Gaitha has a son from her previous marriage. His name is Jason. He is about 11 years old at the time of this story. Jason's father is, many would say, still very much in the picture, but that's an an understatement. He is very much in the picture, yes, but Gaitha and her ex were doing the shared custody thing, and from everything I could find and from what everyone was saying, the parenting relationship was a very good one, a very strong relationship, so no bad blood there between ex-wife and ex-husband. Our story, Captain, is going to start off here on a Monday. Yeah, Monday, February 15th, 1993. At the time, Gaitha is living with her current husband, Gary, and the two children, Jason from her previous marriage and Christina. They are living on Impala Drive in Richland County, Ohio. This home address bears significant importance to this case, in my humble opinion, and we will get into the reasons why as we get into the details of the timeline and the investigation itself. For those of you that are more familiar with the great state of Ohio, you may know that Richland County is about an hour's drive north and a little to the east of Columbus, Ohio, which is in the the center, the heart of Ohio. The county seat of Richland County is Mansfield, which we have referenced in other cases previously covered here in the garage. The population was about 127,000 residents for the county back then. So not a super large population, but not small either. Mansfield's population back then was over 50,000 people. So much, much larger than any of the suburbs surrounding Columbus, Ohio at the time. Now, we said our story will start off with Monday, February 15th, 1993, and that's true. But to be clear here, there is some confusion here, Captain, because we will end up with reports stating that this is the last time Gaitha was seen or heard from. What will kick off this investigation is the missing persons report. A missing persons report was filed with Richland County Sheriff's Office on the following day, Tuesday, February 16th. Gaitha didn't come home the previous day on the 15th and does not arrive for work on the morning of the 16th, both which is incredibly out of character for this mother 
and the owner of this business. Is it uncharacteristic of her not to come home at night? Because does she travel to for sales or anything? Yes, that's correct. It's uncharacteristic for her not to come home that night. And you're right, though. She is very involved in the business, as one would expect the owner and operator of a successful business. As we said, she's the president of Premedica, and frankly, she is practically running the whole show over there. You know, she's very hands-on. She's the leader. Everybody that works for her is under her lead, and they actually, they are under her leadership as not just the boss and the owner of the business, but also they're trying to grow their careers as well. Right. And they say, you know, she was an inspiration to see her running this operation and the things that I learned from her, it was an inspiration to my career and my career choices going forward. She was not just a leader, but an inspiration. So her employees, they don't hear from her on the 16th. Well, that's strange. Not only is she a no-show, which is completely out of character, but there's no communication to any of the employees as to where she could be, why she's not at work that day. Right. So she's reported missing on this day, on February 16th, 1993. So on this day, Captain, the Richland County Sheriff's Office just caught a new case, a missing persons case. Of course, they did all of the usual procedures, checking with family, friends, people at her work. No one seemed to know where Gaitha was, nor where she could be. But Gaitha wasn't the only thing missing here. We also have her 1990 Dodge van that was missing as well. Reports have people seeing Gaitha last seen leaving her work on the 15th that Monday. And this is listed between 6.45 p.m. and 7 p.m., so a rather precise time there. However, we'll circle back to these reports later because, as you and I always say, Captain, the devil is in the details. Mm -hmm. So one important clue here, Captain, is that Gaitha told more than one person that day that she had a business meeting that evening. However, she did not say where this business meeting would take place or with whom the business meeting was for. Right. Now, at the time before she went missing, no one thought anything of this, right? She's a successful business owner and regularly had business meetings both via phone, in person, and frankly, even sometimes on location. After all, she is running a medical supply business. And thus, she has suppliers to work with as well. She's essentially the middleman here. Well, and let's unpack this for a second, because like you said, it's it's very uncommon for her not to show up for work. It's very uncommon for her not to show up at home after work. But if she's leaving work at almost 7 p.m. and she's stating to employees and other coworkers, I, I have a meeting later, a business meeting this means it's it's probably pretty common for her to get back pretty late. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of times in those situations, the spouse of the person that works really late will just stay on their own routine. They don't wait for the person to get home. They just go to bed when they go to bed. When you're a business owner, when you're a manager, when you're high up, typically there is no set hours for your job. Now, your routine may fall mostly within the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. However, as you can see here, 
She's the owner operator. It's very likely she's often going in early to be the first one there. And she's often probably the last one or one of the last ones to leave that day. So you're exactly right there, Captain. Probably not a probably not super easy to pin down her routine. Her routine was probably more dictated by the business itself. Right. And really what we're dealing with here in the early stages of this investigation for Richland County and their sheriff's deputies and their investigation would be now we're starting to talk about a window between roughly 7 p.m. and then whatever time she was due to be home that night or whatever time her husband would have expected her to come home. Again, that might not be such a hard and fast timeline or deadline, but then we have the fact that we know she doesn't arrive at work the next morning. So we've already started our timeline of the question, the time that's in question here for this missing persons case. Well, I just want to point this out because I was in a relationship for a long time with somebody that worked in the medical field. And if she was scheduled to get home late, I just went to bed. So I couldn't tell you what time she got home. And then sometimes if she had an early shift, she was up and out the door before I woke up. So in this scenario, if that's something that's common for Gaitha, then in her family, there might not be any alarms or red flags going off for them at this time period. Right. There was no red flags going off for the people at her work based off of saying that she was going to have this business meeting. But of course, that's going to change when she doesn't show up the next day or as the days go by that she is missing. Right. And so everything seems pretty routine until she doesn't come home that night and then underline that and circle it when she doesn't show up for work the next morning. Now, after she is reported missing to authorities, of course, this business meeting takes on a whole new level of suspicion. And I'm sure that the people closest to her were thinking very hard. Are, am I sure she didn't say who she was meeting? Am I sure she didn't say where it would be or even what time this meeting was to start? What's well, weird to have a meeting start. Obviously she's leaving work a quarter till seven, 7 PM. So unless she's going straight there, a meeting starting on a Monday night at seven thirty PM, maybe 8 PM. That seems pretty late to me. I agree. and But I think a lot of this has to do with um, the type of business that you may be in. You know, when I was working in aviation, a lot of the people that I worked with were at other locations here in central Ohio. And so it wouldn't be terribly uncommon with us having very busy daytime schedules to right. mix a little bit of business with pleasure, right? And say, hey, you want to meet at this roosters are at this restaurant that is halfway between your house and my house or the hangar and where I'm currently my office. Why don't we meet there right after work and we can have a little bit of good food and a couple drinks and, and figure everything out while we're there. This is going to take us to Wednesday, February 17th. So two days after she went missing. Yeah. Gaitha's 1990 Dodge van is located by Richland County Sheriff's deputies. And the report is this. On February 17th, Richland County Sheriff's deputies found Gaitha's 1990 Dodge van 
in the parking lot of the Best Western Motel on Laver Road. It was covered with snow, so deputies believed the vehicle was there before the previous night's storm. So this is interesting, and this is going to help to fill in a big blank on our timeline here, our time in question. So they find this vehicle. The distance from her home, she lives on Impala Drive in Mansfield. Laver Road is in Mansfield as well. There are three general routes that one would take if they were to go from where her vehicle was found to her home or from her home to where her vehicle was found. Those routes range in distance from 1.3 miles to 2 miles, a three to four minute drive time. So she's missing, and this whole time that she's missing, her vehicle was very nearby. The statement about the snow is very interesting to me as well. You know, how does this affect our timeline here? Well, yes, we find the vehicle within 48 hours of when she's last reported to have been seen or heard from. Right. But now we have the deputies that are saying, look, you know, this is February. It didn't, it's covered in snow, this vehicle, and it didn't snow before the 16th. So this vehicle got here, was parked here, and, and, and sat here during that snowstorm. Whatever happened to Gaitha, if the vehicle is involved in her going missing, well, the vehicle might be able to supply you with some clues, one, but it's already supplied you with shortening the window of time on when it is that something could have happened to her. And just so we're clear, she goes missing on that Monday. And what law enforcement is saying is that that vehicle, her van was in that location by that Monday night. Or at least by that Tuesday morning. Right. Again, shortening the window here. Now that location is of some interest to me. And that is because they state that it's in the parking lot of a Best Western motel. Now you go, okay. Well, did she drive this vehicle there or did somebody place this vehicle there after something happened to her? That we cannot say. Based off of what the Richland County Sheriff's Office has said about the vehicle, they cannot say either. Well, I'm guessing because it's 1993, that Best Western doesn't have a lot of CCTV footage. Yeah, that's the thing here with this case. If we would have had some surveillance, if we would have had some witness statements that had seen Gaitha or interacted with Gaitha at this location, that would really help out the investigation. However, the van itself, per the Richland County Sheriff's Office, does not yield any clues. We have this Best Western Motel, but attached to the motel is a bar as well. So it's not it's not easy to look at this situation and go, okay, well, she was going to the hotel and something happened, or she was going to this bar and something happened. The problem with both of these businesses there and where her vehicle is found in the parking lot, it's basically a shared parking lot. So while the newspaper may say it's the best Western motels parking lot, it's a shared parking lot. In fact, those two buildings and and, uh, businesses under different names are still there to this day. Well, and let's unpack this a little bit though, because Obviously, you'd meet some of your clients at your place of work and some of the clients that you'd meet, I would guessing 
at hospitals or the ER or doctor's offices, things like that. It's not out of the realm of possibility that there's a traveling salesman and he's in town and she says, well, where did you stay? He says, well, I was at the Best Western. Oh, I'll just meet you at the bar and restaurant with inside the Best Western. You're right. And it is a bar and restaurant. And in fact, the weird thing is today, 30 years later, it's no longer a Best Western, but a rather seedy roach motel. It's Mm. a, it's a pretty uh, uh best roach western there you go it's not a best western anymore but whatever name it's under now i i'm not going to give any worse western great yelp reviews for people to go and stay there mm-hmm. however the bar and restaurant to this day still receives very good reviews and they still serve food wouldn't be out of the question that she would be meeting somebody there and maybe want to grab a bite to eat or a drink or two while they're meeting them the problem is And you all can picture this. It's very much like you would see on an old 90s episode of Law and Order. When the detectives go out, of course, they're going to go into the bar. They're going to go into the motel. They're going to ask the employees, especially the ones that were working there on the evening of the 15th, and probably everybody that's working there on the 16th as well, because we don't have an exact minute when that van arrived there. Mm -hmm. Did, Did you see Gaitha? Did she meet anybody? Uh, Was there anybody that was here that said that they were meeting a woman that owns a medical supply business? The problem was, especially with the bar and the bartenders, was you weren't getting a definitive answer. You you weren't getting a, oh, I can confirm that I've seen her, but you also weren't getting, I can deny that I saw her. What the answers you're getting is, it's busy. We get a lot of people that come in and out. And I can't say for certain if I saw her or not. Well, and those locations are so much harder for the staff to remember faces because those types of locations don't have a ton of repeat customers. They don't have a ton of regulars. So unfortunately here, Captain, this is where and how this investigation would sit for a good deal of time. We have a missing woman that everyone is saying no way would she leave her children She's a wonderful mother and no way would she leave her business. Her business was her pride and joy. It was her life's work. So we have this missing person and then we find her vehicle less than 48 hours after it's reported that she's last seen the van found abandoned in this parking lot. Then we have the Richland County Sheriff's Office saying that this van yielded no clues as to where Gaitha could be or what could have happened to her. The evidence keeps pouring in. At this point, the facts are undeniable. It's an open and shut case. Monopoly Go is the most fun you can have in a mobile game. Everyone is still talking about Monopoly Go for a good reason. It is an absolute hit. Millions of people pass Go every day because this game is always bringing something new to the table. Like countless crazy tournaments, you can join with your friends as partners or teams. Or timed events, offering bonuses like massive multipliers or rent frenzies to help you get huge rewards. And there's so many rewards to discover. 
Rare stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums. Delightful emojis to taunt people with when you raid their riches. Unique playing pieces and so much more. The verdict is in. With Monopoly Go, there's something new to discover every time you play. So don't miss out. Go download it now free on the App Store and Google Play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I highly recommend that you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com garage today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garage. This show is proudly sponsored by BetterHelp. Check out BetterHelp.com slash garage today. Do you want to set your child up for success? Of course you do. That's why you need to check out IXL Learning today. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. There's one site for all kids in your home pre-K to 12th grade. Kids could use it at home on their computer or on an app on your phone or a tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything for you. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. I love recommending IXL learning. Kids can learn at home or on the go. And all my friends and family that are using it absolutely love it because it's so easy to set up and so easy to use. And even the kids that I've recommended it to their parents have told me, hey, Captain, thank you. I was having problems in math and my parents couldn't help me, but IXL could. Do you want to get your kids back on track or do you just want to get your kids ahead? Do so with IXL Learning. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And True Crime Garage listeners, get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com garage. Visit IXL.com slash garage to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Check out IXL.com slash garage today. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer. Thanks to the menu of chef crafted meals with options like calorie smart protein plus and keto. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Make your day delicious. 
from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. I am new to Factor, and I have been loving every minute of it. I have a problem, and it's called lunch. Some days I need a pack of lunch, and some days I work from home. Whether I'm at home or whether I'm on the go, Factor is fueling my lunch from now on. Head to factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 and use code truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code truecrimegarage50 at factormeals.com slash truecrimegarage50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. All right, we are back. Cheers, mates. Hotel, motel, Holiday Inn, Roach Motel. Best Cheers Western. to you. Best Western. Yeah, I want to give not a sponsor. I want to give a little mention here. A dear friend of mine and a dear friend of my family's, Rebecca Mather Eckerman, passed away late last month. I knew Becky for twenty years. She was a dear friend, and she listened to our little garage show here. And so do a lot of her loved ones and friends. So I just want everyone to know that we are thinking of you all and we'll pour a little out for Becky to the good times. Cheers. Cheers and, to Becky. Yep. And cheers to you, captain. Now, before the break, we were saying that after finding Gaitha's van less than 48 hours after she is missing, this case sits stagnant for several weeks. This is until her body was located. And the report reads, the body of a woman was found in Delaware County has been identified as the missing woman that was reported missing last month, according to Richland County Sheriff's Office. Delaware County Sheriff's deputies found the body of Gaitha Bowman, age 37. The positive identification came after comparisons of dental records, deputies said. According to a spokesman for the Delaware Sheriff's Department, the county-owned gravel storage facility where the body was found is on Dunham Road, an old north-south county line road that dead-ended when Allen Creek Reservoir was put in. The facility is west of Interstate 71. Deputies had been working with other law enforcement agencies on the missing persons case. In fact, another body was found recently in Franklin County, which turned out to not be Bowman. They suspected it may have been her, but it turned out to not be her. An autopsy will be conducted to determine the cause of death. So when she's found, it's almost exactly one month's time after she goes missing. Mm -hmm. So she goes missing. Last reported to be seen on the 15th, reported missing on the 16th, van found on the 17th, and then almost exactly one month later, she's found in Delaware County. And a little more detail here. We get some more details that come out. We're going to be able to start to fill in some of the blanks here because now we have a month's worth of time to sort out and figure out what happened to this woman. 
there are a lot of strange things in this timeline once we start to piece it together. And certainly what will be some obvious red flags in this timeline. Now, we also have a better description of where the body was found and how the body was found. And this comes from the Ohio Attorney General's office. So based off of the article that we read previously, it makes it sound like the Delaware County Sheriff's deputies happened to be out in this area and spotted her body. Well, that might be the short version of it, but the real version of it is that an employee of the Delaware County Engineer's Office found human remains on March 16, 1993 in a gravel pile located at the property on Dunham Road, which is south of Route 37 East. The body was located on a gravel pile covered in trash and partially clothed. And then we know that using dental records, the remains were later identified as Gaitha Bowman. This is a property that is owned and operated by the county of Delaware. We see these properties in all of our counties out there, right? You you have these properties. A lot of them are tucked away, sometimes out in the middle of nowhere. If you live in a county that has extra space, if you want to call it that, but they can be tucked away in the middle of nowhere sometimes. And it's often where you will see the county houses its salt storage for snow removal, right? or in this case, gravel and such. So this would be an area that is owned and operated by the Delaware County here in Ohio, and they will use this property. There's probably not a lot of employees in and out of this property, but you're going to use this facility more as a storage, an open air storage facility, if you will. And this is going to be so you can maintain your roads and, and things of that nature. So an employee stumbles upon this body, these human remains, and then phones it into Delaware County. They come out and they check out the area and they find our victim here partially clothed, covered in trash. And then to complicate matters more, between the time she went missing in mid-February to when she's found in mid-March, it was rather cold that year. It was a cold winter in 1993, and it snowed off and on quite a bit. You may have had employees coming and going from time to time during that course of the month mm -hmm. and simply not noticing that the remains were there. In fact, we have deputies that, that later state that when they arrived on the scene, the body still was partially covered in snow, and they believed, based off of the weather from that winter, that at one time she likely was completely covered in snow. Yeah, this case is so complex because we know certain things that she left between 645 and 7, but who was she supposed to meet? Was she supposed to meet an individual? Was she supposed to meet a group of people? Where were they supposed to meet? At their work or at this Best Western would you eat them in a box? Would you eat them with a fox? So we know she went missing, but we find her car, and we don't know if that's a crime scene because they don't search that vehicle in depth. But now we find her body, but this seems like a dump site. This doesn't seem like where the murder actually took place. Well, we do get some autopsy information, which can help us out here a little bit here, Captain. So what we have is... It reads, officials may not know how Mansfield businesswoman Gaitha Bowman died, 
but they have agreed to treat her death as a homicide. Gaitha Bowman, a 37-year-old mother of two, was found partially concealed under a pile of household trash in Delaware County. Her van was found two days later after she went missing in the parking lot of a Mansfield Best Western Motel. Witnesses said the van had been there since the morning of February 16th. She was last seen wearing cream-colored slacks and a blouse and a blazer. A joint investigation team from Delaware and Richland counties is appealing for information from anyone who may have seen Gaitha Bowman after 6.45 p.m. on February 15th. Gaitha Bowman's frozen body was found behind a pile of gravel in a Delaware County-owned gravel storage area near Alum Creek Lake. She apparently had changed clothes at least once since she disappeared. This according to a Delaware County Sheriff's Office investigator. They go on to say that she was found wearing a white skirt and a sweater. Gaitha Bowman had not sustained any visible injury and was wearing all of her jewelry. The household trash that covered her body included advertisements from a Mansfield newspaper indicating that she may not have been killed at the site. Delaware County Coroner said the extreme cold prevented any accurate estimation of the time of death or the date of Gaitha Bowman's death. He goes on to say, quote, she could have been there since the day she went missing or she could have died last week. As cold as it was, it was like being in a freezer. And then, of course, at the time, what they're saying here, Captain, is that they could not determine the cause of death, but that would be determined later, hopefully, by the forensic laboratories at The Ohio State University. And they go on to say that it's probably going to take us about a month or so to get those results back. But interesting here to hear that the determination immediately was to treat this as a homicide. For those of you that are new to true crime or new to this show, this is something that's pretty obvious to the captain and I, because what you see here is something we've seen in many other cases. Gaitha, regardless of what happened to her, she didn't take her own life and then then conceal her own body. Right. We have investigators and detectives that are on scene. They are witnessing the scene. They have found her. They're going through the scene. And one thing that they have decided on immediately is someone went to the trouble to try to conceal her. And like the coroner said, given the frozen temperatures at the time, it's difficult to pin down the time of death because it's like she was stored in a freezer for all of this time. She could have died the day she went missing. She could have died last week. What we can discern at the crime scene is that someone went to the trouble to try to conceal her. Therefore, we know that we are currently dealing with a homicide and we are going to work this as a homicide investigation starting now and do that. We're not just going to sit on our hands and wait for the Ohio State University to come back with their information to tell us, yes, in fact, this is how she was killed. We can start working this immediately as a homicide. So we just went from a missing persons case 
to a homicide investigation. Again, this case is complicated because she's telling people at work, I have a business meeting later. We don't know with who or where, but it's also unclear. Is it actually a business meeting or was it a personal meeting that she was just telling people that it was a business meeting? Later, as promised, those results from the Ohio State University do come back and are publicized, right. and it's announced that the cause of death was determined. Gaitha Bowman, age 37, was strangled to death, and then her body was discarded there amongst trash in Delaware County. Again, someone tried to conceal the body, maybe not for good, but maybe just long enough to get away with her murder. Right. Everyone I'm certain picked up on this. The complicating factor here too is putting together that definitive timeline based on the, the freezing conditions, weather conditions during the course of that month that she was missing. The important thing here though, you know, they say in real estate location, location, location. Well, it works the same way for homicide investigations as well. Location, location, location. And here, we have three counties to deal with. We have Richland County and we have Delaware County, which it's stated is they're working together in a joint homicide investigation for Gaitha Bowman. But between the counties of Richland and Delaware County, we have Morrow County. Interstate 71 South runs through Richland, through Morrow, through Delaware, and down into Franklin County where we have Columbus and it continues on. The thing that is so important here, we don't know where she went missing or the details of how she went missing just yet. Right. But what we do know is this, you can look at her business, you can look at her home, and you can look at the location where her van was found. All three are within minutes, within just a mile or two of getting on 71. Now, if you go 71, Interstate 71 South, you can take that directly down to Route 37 and you make a right. And back then in 1993, Dunham Road, the location of where the body was later found at this property owned and operated by Delaware County, it is still to this day a dead end road. But back then there was, there was not a whole lot going on on this road. Uh, there might've been a couple of houses and, but primarily you have this space that is owned by Delaware County back there. What I'm getting at captain is if somebody was looking to conceal the body, which we know that they were based off of this trash that was found in the manner that the body was found, somebody 100% was attempting to conceal the body there, but not just that conceal the body from where she lived and worked in Richland County. Right. It would be so easy that if somebody did something terrible to this wonderful woman to hop on 71 South and it's almost exactly 50 miles. It's about 48 miles of freeway, but you only get, you get about, you get about two miles on each end. Okay. So 44 miles, 44 to 46 miles of freeway and you get about two miles on each end to get to 71. And then once you get off of 71, it looks to me like somebody did something to Gaitha and decided I've got to conceal this body. I want to, I want to take 
this body. I want to get her out of this county. I'm going to hop on 71 South and I'm going to go right to where I think I'm in the country, when I, where I think I'm out in the middle of nowhere. If you would have hopped off of 71 onto 37, 36 back then and made a right within less than a mile, you are away from all of the businesses. You are in, you're in the pitch black if it's nighttime and you see this gravel pile and you go, that's the spot that I'm going to conceal her body. The interesting thing here too, is remember the report, the trash that is found covering her body has advertisements and addresses. This is Mansfield trash. Her home, her business, where her vehicle is found is all in Mansfield, Ohio. It's starting to shape up here that something terrible happened to Gaitha Bowman in Mansfield, Ohio, and somebody decided, you know what, either I'm grabbing some trash on my way out to help me conceal this body or had this stuff with them already, drove down 71 about 50 miles, took her to the middle of nowhere or what they thought was the middle of nowhere, and covered her in this trash. And now detectives have this information and this evidence that says somebody brought not just the body with them, but bought the, brought this trash with them to this location as well. We know the location of where her car was found, her, her vehicle was found. And so if she was meeting somebody at that Best Western, then maybe that person was traveling. Maybe that person lived in Columbus, or maybe that person used the Columbus airport. So, like you said, to head back down 71, it could also have just been, I'm going to take the body with me and look for a location, dump the body, and then head out on, you know, maybe head back to Columbus or maybe head back to Columbus to jump on a plane. Another thing that's very interesting here, Captain, is the information that trickles out in Gaitha's case And it's, again, filling in some of the blanks of this timeline. And this information does not become public until after her body was found. But this is really interesting. So in the same report that reports her body found, they go on to say that she worked and owned this Premedica, that she was last seen leaving work on February 15th, about 7 p.m., this according to the sheriff's records, But also in this report, it says she has been missing since February 15th when her ex-husband told authorities she did not pick up her two children at the babysitter after work. Okay, so let's examine that little nugget of Mm. evidence here. And I say evidence because it's not just another marker in our timeline. There's something going on here. There's some big red flag that we need to examine. Couple things. She doesn't come home that night according to all of the records and the stories. Right. She doesn't show up for work the next morning. She's not reported missing by her children, her husband, her work. She's reported missing by her ex-husband. And remember, she has one child with him one child with her new husband. And the way the reports go is that it was their regular babysitter. He's reporting her missing because she failed to pick up the children from their regular babysitter on that Monday night. Right. So what happens? 
we don't have to have the details here to know what happened. Anybody with children or babysitters know exactly what happened. It gets later. It gets later. It gets later. Gaitha's not showing up. It's 1993. Babysitter starts to call the other parents. Calls dad of the son, which is her ex-husband. Calls dad of the daughter, which is her current husband. Which of these two report Gaitha missing? The ex-husband. He seems to care a whole heck of a lot more that Gaitha is missing and never showed up to pick up these kids on that Monday night. Yeah, I mean, this whole case is it's complex and it's confusing. People's actions are confusing. Her current husband's actions are definitely confusing. Things seem out of alignment. Things seem fishy. From my understanding here, Captain, the way that this went down is babysitter contacts, at the very least, the ex-husband and says, Gaitha never showed up to pick up the kids. Now, we can make the assumption that the babysitter also contacted the father of the daughter, which is Gaitha's current husband. Right. What ends up happening is the children stay the night at the babysitter's home. Hmm. And then the ex-husband is even more concerned when he wakes up the next morning and is notified once again by the babysitter, she never came and picked up the kids. And that's when he calls it into Richland County and says, look, I think Gaitha Bowman, my ex-wife might be missing. She was supposed to pick up the kids last night from the babysitter and she never arrived. And you know how these stories go. It's very likely that when that first call or the first couple of calls are made, that nobody's ready to sound the alarm just yet. You know, it's, well, just give right. it another half hour, give it another hour, maybe she'll show up. And this was the time before cell phones, so it's not like they're expecting to be able to get a hold of Gaitha at a moment's notice. So it's not until that following morning that we have somebody raising the red flag, and the person raising the red flag here is Gaitha Bowman's ex-husband. Well, let's unpack this just a little bit, because if I'm at work... I'm the boss. I'm telling my employees, my coworkers, I, I have a meeting tonight. It doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense that she would be the one to go pick up both children, drive the one child to the ex's house, and then take the other child back to her house. If she has this meeting, then her husband should be home at least to watch their daughter. She's only three years old. Even if you said to me, well, she's going to drop off her son and then take her daughter to the meeting, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and it's, it seems like there's a lot of Don activities, quote unquote, Don activities going on with her current husband. Yeah, that I can't speak to any of that because the situation is she's at work. The kids are at the babysitter's house. There's no indication that her son was to go to the biological father's house that night it was simply right, good point he could have been coming back home with her right yeah they no they i mean they had shared custody it was a monday night the kids were going to stay at gaitha's house so she went to work she had this meeting after work after the meeting she was going to pick up the kids and she was going to come home
want to thank everybody for joining us here in the garage, the flying spaceship. And until tomorrow, be good, be kind, and don't litter. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com.